I think I've talked about Adam Roberts before. When I was on vacation, I was listening to his podcast. Adam Roberts has a podcast. But the podcast is a newish thing for him. Adam started out blogging about his cooking almost 20 years ago when blogs were <laughs> pretty new. And his blog got some attention for some cupcakes Adam made depicting Janet Jackson's breasts. Remember that Super Bowl halftime incident, the wardrobe malfunction? Wow, that seems like a long time ago. Anyway, Adam parlayed his food blog fame into a gig with Food Network. He wrote a couple of cookbooks and has a new cookbook coming out. But since he's had his podcast, I've been after him to be a guest on my podcast to no avail until a few weeks ago. I sent him another email asking nicely for him to come on the Tall Mike Wine podcast. And this time... He said, actually, I'm ready for you to come on my podcast. I'm doing a wine episode. So that happened this week. I'm a guest on the Amateur Gourmet Podcast. It was great fun being in the guest's chair, telling my story of how I became Tall Mike Wine. And if you don't know, check it out. Find it wherever you find your podcasts. And now that I've been on his podcast, Adam owes me one. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Tall Mike Wine Podcast, the wine podcast that's not all about wine, the wine podcast like no other. I'm Mike Stone, and I don't currently have a guest to talk to, so I'm talking to myself. Thanks for finding me. It would seem the audience is growing now in 43 countries on six continents. Welcome Norway, American Samoa, Switzerland, Taiwan, and Japan. It's fascinating to think that sitting here in my dining room in a small town in the Bay Area of California, I'm being heard in such faraway places. Fascinating and humbling. By the way, I'm recording this on a rainy day here in Nevada, California. I only mention the rain because it's a big deal here. The shared mantra up and down the Bay Area, if not the whole state, is we need more rain. We need more rain. And I'll be honest, it's not a lot of rain we're getting today. And we haven't had a lot this winter. But when the rain comes, it does put me in a headspace from the past. You see, I grew up in Seattle. So rainy days are part of my DNA. Cozying up with something warm to drink or a glass of wine on a cold, gray, rainy day. There are worse things. And speaking of wine, let me tell you what's in my glass. Right now I'm sipping a wine from the hills above the Napa Valley, and that's what's kind of surprising about the wine's taste and structure. The wine is a Cabernet Franc from Mount Brave Winery on Mount Veeder, Here's why it's surprising. It's a very fresh and fruity tasting Cab Franc. Don't get me wrong, it's very tasty. But I was expecting a much more dry, tannic, earthy, chewy experience from this one because typically grapes grown at altitude come from vines that are a bit more stressed. Like for instance, the wines that come from our friend Michael Keenan on Napa's Spring Mountain. The epitome of mountain style. This wine is very fruit forward 
and though it's a few years old, a 2014, it's very round and fruit forward. There are other things here, some nice minerality, a little bit of vanilla from the oak barrels, but again, not what I expected, and it would seem this wine has a few years left of quality drinking. Last night's wine was a Washington wine. Yes, people say to me, you sure drink a lot of Washington wine. So, sue me. We've covered this before. I'm from Washington. It's my heritage, and the wines are terrific. In fact, this wine I had the other night from Mark Ryan Winery was so good, I joined their wine club. This wine was one they call Olivia Grace. A very pretty name. And a very pretty wine. Washington is becoming more and more known for blends that they call GSMs, which stands for Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre. Grapes from the southern Rhone region of France blended in some of the amazing wines of Chateau Neuf du Pape. This wine, Olivia Grace, is basically a GSM without the G, a Syrah and Mouvedre blend from 2014 and settling into some nice mellowness, but still very flavorful. Think red fruit, heavy on the plums and baking spice, but big and round. Like I said, I've had a few of their wines, and they were good enough to get me into their wine club. I look forward to more of them, and you will be hearing about it. You can see pictures of the wines I'm drinking on my Instagram feed, at TallMikeWine. In fact, I'd love to know what you're sipping. Go ahead and tag me in your pictures and use the hashtag SexyBottleShot. I'll follow you. i love to know what's in your glass and how you're enjoying the podcast. Oh, and while you're here, let me tell you something very interesting that's going on at Nicholson Ranch Winery in Sonoma, where I work. As of this week, things look a little different, and maybe even a bit disturbing, if you're unaware of what is happening. In a nutshell, we're getting ready to replant a good portion of the vineyard. The vineyard that was planted in 1995 by my boss, Deepak. He's been on the podcast numerous times, so I'm sure you know of whom I speak. According to Deepak, the vines are showing signs of age a little prematurely, and he wants to get ahead of what he sees as a diminishing ability to produce fruit over the last few years. So replanting is going to happen. What happens in advance of that makes everything look pretty dystopian down on the vineyard. The week started out fairly normal, and then one day the big tractor came in and began pulling up the vines, basically leveling the vineyard. It's truly a scary sight if you're not expecting it. And I've been coming to work at the winery for almost five years, driving into the property, passing the vineyards and looking out over the vineyards many times during the workday. So to have them basically flattened in the span of a couple of days is really jarring. What happens next? Well, the old vines will soon be hauled away, leaving just the bare ground, which will be churned up and ready for the replanting next spring. The little cuttings of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Merlot, and Syrah vines are already being grown in a greenhouse somewhere, and they'll be planted in the ground next spring. Eventually, those new vines will produce wine. But in the meantime, things will look different. I plan to have Deepak back on the podcast to talk at length about all of this sometime soon. 
But if you're coming to the winery, be prepared for what you're going to see. Now you're up to speed on what I'm drinking and what I'm thinking. Go ahead and let me know what's on your mind. I'd love feedback on the podcast, questions, comments. If you'd like a stack of your very own Tall Mike Wine podcast coasters, send me an email at tallmikewine at gmail.com. And remember to follow me on Instagram, too. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do. That way you won't miss anything. And if I can ask another favor a review on Apple Podcasts and ratings on Apple and Spotify would be a big help. Thanks for hanging out with me. Remember, there'll be new shows and new guests very soon. The Tall Mike Wine Podcast was conceived and is written, edited, produced, and maintained by yours truly. All the music you hear is royalty-free, and I find that on a site called freesound.org. The podcast is recorded and edited on a program called Audacity, and I use Shure and AKG microphones. Keep swirling, keep sniffing, keep sipping. And until next time, from Novato, California, I'm Mike Stone. Cheers. <laughs>